Welcome back to Officially Unofficial. I'm your host, Johnny Junson. We're here with a very, very, very special guest. The last time you saw him, he went two for three in the American League wildcard series with two nukes. Is that good? You tell me. He is a massive part of the future World Series champs, Toronto Blue Jays. It is my pleasure to welcome Electric Factory, Danny Jansen. What's up, Jano? Johnny, thank you, bro. Thanks for having me. How about that for an intro to start, start it off there? Electric. I mean, you can't get more electric than that. You I'm really can't. Up. You're fired up. <laughs> you really can. And I'm fired up. And first of all, I just wanted to give a shout out to my guy, Taylor Guerreri, for making this possible. What a legend of a guy. Have you actually got to see the webpage we created for him called SignTaylorGuerreri.com? No, I'd love to, though. It's it's an incredible page. I There's one part of it. I wrote a blog in it. I was like, uh, let, me, let me pull it up. I just pretty much said the... The whole, the whole comment of, um, what was it? So anyways, I just said uh, like an ice-devouring sex torpe- torpedo from Flint, Michigan. It was, just some, it was something electric. He's just an electric guy. So let's talk about that. Like, What was the first interaction you had with TG? What was that like? Uh, the first interaction, man, was um, 2018, I think. It was in uh, – we had a, a rookie development camp in Toronto, and uh, – you know, this is the first time anybody's meeting Taylor, and he's pretty quiet at first. And then, uh, you know, once we once we get going and talking, you know, he is an electric factory, just like you said. And and we, uh, you know, I played with him that year in AAA, and uh, you know, I spent a lot of time at his place and and hanging out with him and his boys that he had uh, in the house with him. And he's just an absolute stick on the golf course, by the way. Like when I asked him, I was like, "Are you a good golfer?" He's like, "Yeah, I have like a two point three handicap, just like the most humble brag of all time." And he said, "You haven't golfed him. Are you a golfing guy, by the way?" I I, I try, I try, Johnny. You know, I uh, I only played a couple times a year before before I guess like um, this year, this quarantine and yeah. stuff. You know, and then once once uh, I went to the range quite a bit. My swing, it's it's not that pretty. And uh, I hit the ball way too high. I, I think I pl- I plug balls when I drive. I mean, yeah, okay. it's supposed to happen. It's no. balls right into the right into the fairway. Okay, it's it's not uh, ideal. I love it. It's fun. It is a fun. It's a the reason why. And I'll say this: just a little background on me. I hit one eighty six in junior college in Nebraska, so I'm one of the greatest fall hitters of all time. Um, <laughs> the reason why I would rather be nasty at golf than baseball is, is because it's the biggest humble brag of all time. Like when you go out with the boys, they're having a couple drinks, you're having a couple chews and you're just, just sticking balls on the course. It's the biggest humble brag of all time being nasty at golf. So this guy probably goes in the golf course and just absolutely embarrasses his buddies. It's an incredible thing. And honestly, he's kind of an underrated man missile. Good looking dude, TG, isn't he? <laughs> yeah yeah decent jawline i'll give it to him <laughs> just an incredible jawline just an he, he incredible. is a good golfer man i i have seen him he, he's uh it's frustrating because it's like man how is how is he that good you, it's such a hard game man you try to go to the range do as much as you can and next thing you know you're still slicing balls hitting trees yeah it's ter- it, it's one of the hardest sports but i wanted to go into your childhood here you're from appleton wisconsin i'm assuming that's a small town right very small yeah. town very yeah, small not town. Not very, not very. Okay, so it's a small town, and this is something that kind of went viral on uh, the MLB page, on the Blue Jays page. You hosted Adam Jones when you were a kid. He lived with you, one of the legends, Simply AJ. Yeah. What was that like, man? Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a cool story. So uh, we hosted, you know, the low A team, and they were they were the Mariners then, the, yeah. the, you know, the Wisconsin Timberellers. And we had a couple guys the years before, and then we got Adam Jones, man, 18 years old. 
from San Diego, sixth overall pick, I think he was. You know, he was 18, uh, right to low A. My older brother was 16 at the time, and I was nine. So yeah. I was the little hood rat. I was a little little brother, like the little <laughs> uh, kid always asking for a ball and bat, just always bothering him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and uh, him and my brother connected. They're closer in age. and and uh, But, man, he was – he was such a talented player and awesome dude, man. Walking in with open arms. Uh, he did the same. And uh, sure enough, you know, I kind of lost contact with him, although my brother stayed in contact. I think I texted him a couple of different times over the years, never got an answer. And uh, <laughs> I always joke around, Matt. I was, my brother, Matt, always gives me, gives me crap about it. But, uh, you know, I always say, you know, he probably just got a new number or something. So, yeah, we'll, but, we'll uh, use that excuse. We'll, we'll use, use that, that. excuse. So, 14 years later, uh, fast forward and, uh, sure enough, I see him, you know, I know Baltimore's in town. Uh, so fired up to see him just the story. Nobody knew about the story either. Right. So yeah, we have batting practice he comes out and, uh, daps me up and, and everybody's kind of like, you know, like what's going on here. What's this connection. Right. And then, uh, sure enough, uh, my, you know, my first at bat, I lined out to him to right field and, uh, I gave him, you know, I gave him that thing and he gave it back to me and everybody's yeah. like, Whoa. And uh, yeah, I remember he, he came up his first at bat. He's hitting third. He hits me in the chest so hard and knocks my window. <laughs> and he goes, proud of you, kid. Just crushes my chest. But that's one of the cooler memories I think I'm ever going to have. You know, it's such a such a full circle baseball story. It, it, it is. And what I remember of and because obviously I'm from Toronto. So the, what I remember of him is, is just that Blue Jays Orioles wild card game and just just the electric atmosphere that was there. The fans were crazy. I believe there was like a pause in the game. I don't know. That was the Rangers game when they were throwing beer on the field. But that's yeah. what I, when I, when I kind of think of the Orioles and the Jays, I think of that Edwin walk off nuke against My the God, Orioles right. and Buck Showalter not putting in um, whatever his name is. Uh, oh, I don't even remember what his name is, but he didn't put in his closer. That Those are the days, Britain. man. Like that was the good days for me. What's his name? Britain. Yeah, Britain. Britain. He, didn't, he didn't put in Zach Britton. I just remember me being in the dorms in Nebraska when that happened, and I just went idiot zone. I think I just got uncomfortably blackout drunk to celebrate. Oh, God. <laughs> it was one of the greatest. It was one of the great. And it just – and and could you imagine even playing in that situation? Because obviously you've played in the Rogers Center. You've seen kind of electric atmospheres, Canada Day, all that kind of stuff. But can you even put into words – what it's going to be like when the Jays make that playoff run like you guys did last year, how crazy that stadium is going to be, man. It's going to be insane. No, I mean, it's, it's going to be unbelievable. Um, I asked some guys that have been that, that experienced that, right? Like uh, yeah. they said that you could be, you know, from, from me right over here, couldn't even hear each other talk. You know, that's how loud oh it is, God, it, you know, in the bullpen and stuff, you'd have to scream at each other. And, uh, you know, sure enough, you know, obviously the season was so wacky. Right. But, you know, the, the late late in the season uh, pushes like Yankees, you know, Yankees, Jays, when we were playing those games, you know, if it's a normal season and all that stuff and it's kind of like oh. the same atmosphere in the game, it's, it's going to be it would have been, probably would have been I wouldn't say close because, you know, but it would have been it would have been. Electric. Oh, yeah. And dude. And I'm telling you, man, like even in the regular season, I say this all the time on the pod when we have Jays guys, when the Jays were even in, making that run, because I believe when they picked up David Price, they picked up all these guys and they're just Josh Donaldson's going crazy. Yeah. You couldn't find tickets to these games. Like I remember we'd be sitting the 500 levels and it would just be like, dude, there's not one seat I see that is free in the Rogers Center that someone could just sit in because it's it's crazy, man. And I'm fired up for you guys to see it. But I don't know if you guys saw this, but I, the – 
the Toronto Blue Jays might demolish the Rogers Center. Did you see I, that? I just saw that yesterday. Isn't that crazy? I came, I came out of le- I came out of left field. I know because the thing is, it's like it's such a sick park, and you have the the, the CN Tower right behind you. It's just a beautiful skyline view and everything. But they're just going to demolish it. So this is this is a good question right here. I mean, what's kind of your favorite memory you've had so far in the Rogers Center? Obviously, besides the Adam Jones situation. Um, my favorite memory. Uh, I I think you know on a personal note. Um. You know, there's been plenty of like walk off wins that that I mean, when walk, when we get walk offs, if you see video, I'm just oh. jumping. I I love yes, sir. Little kid in the candies, I love it. Yes. But the one time I hit the walk off home run against the uh, against the Royals. Yes. Um, my first one and uh, my first like, I don't think I've ever done it in my life to be honest with you, a walk off homer, <laughs> and uh, you know, doing the big leagues and stuff. That at bat was like just kind of a grinder at bat, getting three two, and then and then winning it like that. I mean. Uh, I think I was over three already. It could be a tough day. And then to cap it off with that, man, that's, I'm never going to forget that. And, uh, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I saw like on social media and stuff, everybody's kind of asking the question, like, what's your favorite, all these memories that have happened in the Rogers center and this, you know, and, and, and all that stuff from back in the day and all and I, it was, it's wild to hear about maybe the demolish. So is it for sure? Like a thing? Is I, I think, I think, I think there's a bid for them to put in, um, like industrial buildings and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Just even think about it because that's like my, it sounds cliche, but that's my childhood, man. Like they're going, going to the Rogers center, seeing those fan, like those, like those steel sculptured fans on the outside of blue Jay way. But I think there's actually a good opportunity for the blue Jays to actually kind of do something here and um, put it, close to Lake Ontario and have that like PNC park atmosphere where you have like the lake in the background of the outfield. Right. Yeah. yeah, that would I be electric. They would still have a dome and stuff. Right? Yeah, I know. yeah. I hope they would because, dude, uh, you've seen it when you're playing in Toronto in September, man. It's terrible weather. Like it's yeah, terrible. April too. Yeah, it's terrible weather. So I mean, they got to obviously have a dome, but I wonder what they're going to do because that. I mean, that takes a pretty good amount of time. But you mentioned the Royals, and you made your debut against the Royals. You went two for yeah. three. Humble brag is that good? Whatever. What was that kind of <laughs> like to make your debut and just absolutely mash the baseball? You had. And let me do the math here. You had one eighth of the hits in your debut than I had in my whole JUCO career. So congratulations on that, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it was uh, obviously you know juices were flowing. First game in the big leagues, you know, dream yep. come true. I'm here, and uh, you know, playing against the Royals, actually where my brother lives. That's where my brother lives now. So I got, um, I got three nephews now, um, and having having my brother, uh, you know, my sister in law, all my family um you know be there at that game um was amazing in itself and then then having that you know the first at bat as a big leaguer getting a base hit I mean talk about a load off the chest you know I mean like like I was took a deep breath and then uh, I think my my, the the other hit I had in that game was like an infield single and I was like come on I can't get any better (laughs) yeah so uh yeah man that was uh first hit I mean you're never gonna forget it I think got the ball right here above me yeah wow I mean that's I did they do that trick on you where they pretend they threw the ball in the crowd? No, everybody was kind of screaming. <laughs> from yeah, I mean that would be that would be uh, you know that would be sad. Yeah, that yeah. would be and Mixed also emotions. and also like I kind of have a history with the Royals because the Jays versus the Royals 
was the first game I got kicked out of at the Rogers Center. So that was just what did you do? So, anyways, I told the story on the podcast. It technically wasn't me, but the Jays were on that's this is when the Jays were on that run. And we had six seats in the hundred level, I believe, behind the first base dugout. And I'm underage, obviously. I'm 18, getting after it with the buddies. We're just drinking on the go train, like getting mangled. Like we were on the go train mangled. So we go into the game and we all have fake IDs. And there's this family in front of us, and we're obviously fired up. The Jays are a wagon, we're excited. And this, this dad in front of us leaves, right? And so we have beers in our hands. We bought beers. And this dad leaves, and we're like, holy shit, like, where did he go? Like, he was gone for a while. He comes back down, and there's just, like, a fucking, a pretty much, like, a four-person SWAT team come down, and they just point at us for and They say, you guys have to get up. We want to talk to you. They said, where did you get this beer? My We, we kind of sewered my buddy. We said he bought it for us with his <laughs> fake ID. And, and they're like, if we see you guys in here again today, you guys are, like, legitimately getting arrested for trespassing like we could we could charge you guys way worse but anyways it was a tough bounce we ended up actually just walking around toronto just boozing by ourselves like for no reason so it was a weird situation getting kicked out of jay's games so that's my well, story what, what was it was it was it late innings you got kicked out no it was the second inning it wasn't great the whole game it wasn't great man and, and and i talk about the jay's fans all the time what's kind of your best experience with the Jays fans or just like the funniest thing you've seen? Is it a streaker at the Rogers Center? What What is it? No, there's never been a streaker at the Rogers Center. Jays fans, man, they're they're awesome. They're loud. They're electric. Um, you know, they always, you know, I, I've obviously struggled in the past, but it always seems like they got my back. I hear a couple guys like, come on, Jano, let's go. You know, come yeah. to the first base side. And I know, I think I met that guy that says it too. Uh, he's always in the same spot. And uh, so I got nothing but good things to say about Jays fans, man. Best in the world. And uh, no, no streak or anything at the Rogers. So, yeah, and, no story about yeah. that. And I've told this story before. The, the first time I saw a naked woman was out of Jay's game. She was streaking home opener against the Red Sox, and I believe 08. So I, oh, I, yeah. I'm just meant to be. I'm just meant to be a, a Blue Jays guy. That's just. I was just. I've just been born up, born with the Blue Jays. But another thing about the Blue Jays here is I saw on social media, and it just got me going a little bit. Our guy Vladdy Guerrero just said, "Screw it, lost 40 pounds." Have you seen that? Yeah, I saw him uh, a couple weeks back. I saw him. Um, I know I'm not sure exactly what point of that 40 pounds he was at, right? You know, dropping. But um, when I saw him, but uh, he looked good when I saw him, man. And I see pictures now, and uh, it's just gonna help him, man. I, you know, make him quicker. Uh, you know, more agile. Um, make him stronger too. I think his, you know, his core is gonna get stronger, and he's gonna be able to rotate faster, and he's just gonna be scarier. So it's oh. all good stuff. He understands why he needs to do it. And, uh, you know, really looking forward to, to, to seeing him in action now once he, once he, you know, gets himself in the best shape he can. And I just think that's kind of the shitty thing about him. He's so young, and I just feel bad because the Toronto media can actually, like, they can get, they can get to you, man. They'll rag on you bad. Like, there's some guys that'll get to you. And it's just always been that narrative that he's overweight, all this kind of stuff. But he's still athletic for being, like, he can, he can run. Oh, yeah. Like, it's yeah. just the crazy thing is, like, he is he going to be able to stay in the big leagues because he's overweight? Like, what a stupid, stupid comment because he's just naturally athletic and has maybe the best hands at the plate I've ever seen on lightning, a baseball. It's insane. Hands. It's insane, right? Like, do you think do you think the weight like ever even played a factor with that, or he's just doing it because he wants to kind of offer more to the table? Um, I think uh, you know, I, I never really played with Vladdy. I didn't play with him in double A. I think he was a little lighter then. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if he had like the best season then. I, I think he had a really good one. So I don't, you know, obviously I think, um, I think it will help. It will always help you. Right. It'll always yeah. benefit you getting in the best shape you can 
losing some weight if you need to. You'll help rotating. Obviously, it's a rotational sport. And like you say, he's got explosive hands, right? So he, he I mean, he, he can get away with it, right? You know, with yeah. being, you know, even if you gain more weight, but we, that's not what, you know, you got to take it easy on the knees and all these things you got to look out for as well. Um, that's, you know, part of the reasons why you lose the weight is to take care of other parts of your body. And, and uh, so, no, man, I, I think, uh, I think he's doing it to take, um, obviously better himself. He's going to better the team and uh, he's a gamer. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be good. I'm excited for it, man. I mean, obviously I didn't get to go in any games last year. It sucks. You guys were playing in Buffalo, but it was yeah. just, it was, it was just my luck, man. Just like the luck of 2020. The only season, like we're not allowed to attend games. The Jays make the playoffs. I mean, it's just, right. it's just, the, it's just a terrible balance for Jays fans. But I, I'm, we, we're talking about Vladdy. What's the kind of like the first interaction you have with him? Like what is he like a jester in the locker room where he's the funny guy or is he more to himself? Um, no, he's uh you know, he, he, he's, uh, he's kind of quiet, but at the same time, you know, he has a great time and he enjoys the game, you know, and, and he always, it rubs off on the teammates and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's an awesome guy to have in the clubhouse. He works hard and, um, you know, I got nothing but good things about Vladdy, man. He, he, he's, uh, he's the guy that, you know, you watch him work and you want to follow it and you want to, you want to do the same. So, yeah, um, he's a stud. He is a stud, man. I, I just remember watching videos like four years ago when he was like, I think, 16, 17. He was just obliterating baseballs in the orbit. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it was, yeah. Just yeah, it was the, the dumbest video, shit ever. The video in Rogers Center, he's just exploding balls. Yeah, and just hitting like the hotel and like having to pay the insurance for the, the like the window he smashed in left field. It's and an ins- trying to pull the ball down the line to get it out. He's yeah, he, he's an insane dude, man. He's an insane <laughs> dude. But And we always talk about the Jays being a wagon. The Jays are going to win the World Series. I have to ask you this because I've gotten guarantees from all the guys saying that I have a pretty much a guaranteed spot on the parade float when the Jays won the World Series. Can I get that out of you? Do, do Am I your plus one? <laughs> you can be my plus one, man. All right. And people, and listen, I, I, I'm like an elephant. I remember everything. I don't know if that's elephant or giraffe, but I remember everything. <laughs> so when the Jays do win the World Series, you'll be receiving a text saying, Jano question mark like let's ride because I, I I am so fired up for it because when you you got a little glimpse of it last year with the Toronto Raptors parade so yeah I, it's uh when the, when the World Series yeah, happens or nuts. or when a championship happens in Toronto bro it's it's scary hours oh my gosh can't wait to see it man I can't I know. wait it is man and then uh and then another thing I want to bring up is you're a gla- you wear glasses just like me we both uh yep. we're not let's just say we're not striving in the in the eyesight category mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about put, pulling like an Eric Sogard and just wearing normal glasses on the baseball field? Um, I, I have. Sogi's Sogi's one of my favorites, man. He's an awesome legend. Guy. Legend. He, he's a legend. He's an awesome human being and a good ball player. And uh, so yeah, you know, I've thought about it. I I think um, for me being, I, I want to say I've done it because when I got my glasses, I was I was going to the Arizona Fall League. This was in sixteen, end of sixteen, fall of sixteen, and I got you know I got. I found out I needed glasses, first of all, which is stupid <laughs> that I didn't do it earlier. Yeah. Um, or I didn't figure it out. But um, so I had just like these, right? And I was getting waiting on Oakley's. I was wanting to get those sportswear glasses. Yeah. I wanted to wear those instead. So I had these putting on the catcher's mask. And this thing, man, is like bobbing up and down. And it's like getting For caught. Sure. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of like, I don't know, peripherals a little bit. Kind of these things are kind of, I got to wear the big glass because I got the big face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so same. I got to have these and. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, and I, I've always thought maybe uh, I've asked about LASIK, too. You know, I don't know if you thought about yeah, that. Yeah, and I thought about it. I thought about it. I look better in glasses, though. Like, I'm a good-looking glasses, dude. Like, if you I take like a gl- wearing glasses. Yeah. I like full-time. 
yeah you know, fiance's like you know what i think you know can one day can we you know can we get this get this lasik or something <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm a glasses guy you know i'm the glasses guy dude like, and, and it creates like just me being a business guy a business mogul here i mean you can do like a ton of sponsorship deals just with glasses companies and all that kind of stuff so you're living lavish you got that little you extra know, feature you know what the cool part about it too is that i've gotten like messages saying how like uh you know like like from a parent or saying how like their kid is now like wears them and feels comfortable wearing glasses because he sees me wear them and stuff like that. And that's that's probably the coolest part about wearing glasses. Okay. You know what I mean? It's inspiring that way. Yeah. People that, that maybe don't, you know, insecure about wearing them or whatever it is, but you know, it's it's cool to wear the glasses. So, For sure. And I'm gonna tab you as this. I'm gonna tab you as the greatest Blue Jays player in history to wear glasses on the baseball field. Like I'm gonna work out that synonym. We're gonna put it on a t-shirt. The, actually, we'll just do this. The greatest glasses wear in Blue Jays history. That's way simpler. I just think it's electric because especially if I'm a little kid, right? I'm a little kid in Toronto. I'm wearing glasses. I'm kind of getting roasted by my friends like I used to for having glasses, calling me goggles and shit. Oh, yeah. I look at Danny Jansen. He's in the show, and I'm wearing glasses just like him. So I, it's kind of something to relate to, which is cool, man. It really is. Like, if you think about yeah. it. Exactly, man. And maybe I even get the Rex specs or I get the band that goes. Yes. Head. About, like, the, like, like the swimming goggles almost. Yeah. I, mean, I, I thought about that too. I thought it'd be hilarious. But. And I actually, when I was a kid, there's a lot of funny pictures of me that I kind of put on the official and official account where I used to have those, uh, gl- those glasses that would transition when the sun would come out. And I used to get roasted for those oh, things. Yeah. It's a I tough mean, look. For those it's things. a tough look, man. It's a very, very tough look wearing those oh, and all that. But uh, yeah. Funny. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a very. I there's a lot of tough pictures of me that if they hey, got you out, do what you gotta do them, man. Yeah, yeah. You rock them. Rock well, I, I was one proud. of the ugliest kids of all time, and I remember Amir Garrett saying saying this to me. Amir Garrett, I sent him a picture of me as a kid. He said, "If I was in your class, I would bully the shit out of you." Like that was that, that's, that's from that's what he said. He's just a legend. I mean, AG's a legend. But let's go back into your career though for a second because you played in the Futures game. Humble brag. Also, ever heard of the Futures game? Humble brag. Well, what was that like too, man? That's just an that incredible wild, thing. That was wild, you know. That was um, it. Kind of all happened fast, right? I mean, if you if you uh, you know, go back and rewind a little bit, I had like four surgeries in a row, and uh, from from fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and the off season of seventeen, pretty much. But um, so I felt like I couldn't catch a break, and then I got the glasses. I went to the Arizona Fall League, and then and then it kind of I kind of took off from there, and uh, you know, it, it was just a proud moment for myself getting that you know opportunity to go to the futures game i mean come on like that's you know you see vladdy and bone it and stuff and you, and you see just like how broadcast it is and how cool it is and um you know i was very very fortunate and grateful for the opportunity and i went and uh you know it, it was it was like the playing in uh you know you're playing in dc playing at the, at the national park and and there's like 30 something thousand fans never been in front of that many so for sure um, Sure enough, like a month later, I got called up and, and uh, it kind of gave me a taste of it. Right. Like just playing in front of that in that atmosphere that broadcasted on TV. So it made it I want to say it made the debut easier in a way. Right. Or yeah. The transition to the big leagues, just in that aspect of of, uh, you know, everything's broadcast and you're playing in front of everybody. But um, it was nuts, man. And the hitting home run there, I was I felt like I was running on a cloud. I was trying to look for my family. I have this cheesy smile, a couple of pictures yeah. of you ever see it, around around third base, like looking for my family, you know, almost missing the bag. Like. Oh man, it was, it was, it was an experience of a lifetime for sure. And, and dude, like, this is another thing when, uh, cause you're my guy now, like I'm a pro Danny Jansen guy. And, he, <laughs> and let me just put this on the record. If anyone on Twitter roasts Danny Jansen or says anything negative towards Danny Jansen, you're getting the wrath of Johnny Junta on Twitter. I, you're, you're my guy now. 
So thanks for the, thanks for the backup. <laughs> so you, I mean, you kind of show up in big game moments, man. I mean, the futures game, massive, massive crowd. You hit a nuke, and then, like I mentioned in the intro, in game two of the wild card series, you just step up to the plate and say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my balls on the table, hit two nukes." So what was that kind of like for you, man? I mean, that wild card game. Obviously, the Jays were down. You guys were down by a lot, but yeah. what was that kind of like for your confidence to just hit two nukes in a playoff game? It must have been insane. Yeah. Um, confidence skyrocketed with that. You know, it's, um, I, I, I know I got it in me, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I wish that I, I wish that I could, uh, you know, could have done, you know, made the adjustments and stuff, you know, for the 60 games before that. But, sure. um, you know, it's just being simple for me. It's just trying to get the barrel on the baseball and not trying to not, I'm just a simple guy. I'm just a simple dude. Yeah. Wearing glasses, putting the, putting the barrel <laughs> on the baseball. That's it, you know, and just doing yeah. stuff. Simple. So, um, but yeah, man, I mean, obviously we're, I think it was seven, nothing. My first at bat when I came up and glass not throws hard. He's a great pitcher. And I was like, former guest of the show, ball. by the way, front of the program, Tyler glass now. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's got, he's got electric stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump on the fastball, you know, and, uh, you know, Joey panics, like, dude, just like, let it rip. He said it right before my bat. He's like, <laughs> he's like, let's go. You yeah, know, like, let's like, go. Just, just, let's, let's, let's get it. So I first pitch to jumped on it. And, uh, I mean, probably the farthest one I've ever hit, you know, and it, dude, great. this ball, and I'm going to post a video of it on the page on Twitter. This <laughs> ball still hasn't landed. Like I, I could try to, I could try to hit a baseball a thousand times in my life and I will never hit a ball this far. Like this ball, like when it came off the bat for you, were you just like looking around like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think I played it off. Like I, like I've hit a thousand home runs, but um, really, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, you don't, you know, like you don't feel anything when, when, when you connect like that. Yeah. And, and it's my first playoff and I was just, I was fired up and, and I uh, try to stay calm and collective. That's just how I, how I do it. I, I, you know, I don't know if I show too much emotion when I play, but I try to just keep it in and, and stay calm. And, but man, that was wild. You know, that was, that was, uh, you know, hit a home run in the playoff. Um, it's just another, you know, another check mark and, and then uh, the next one too, you know, next one felt great as well. And they got to a two Oh count and um, you know, it just didn't try not to do too much throwing 98, 99. Let's just try to put the barrel on the baseball <laughs> yeah. and see what happens. You know, that's, all, that's, that's what it is. Guys throw harder and harder now. So it's just getting that barrel on is the key, right? So. Dude, for sure, man. And we're going to start obviously the narrative playoff Jano, because let's, let me just give you a hypothetical here. The next time the Jays make the playoffs, they're going to pull up your stats and they're going to be like two nukes, a couple RBIs. Like they're going to be like, Jenny, Danny Jano is, I mean, he's not bad in the playoffs. He's a playoff <laughs> hitter. So that I can't wait for Buck Martinez. When you step up to the plate, are just going to pull out this outlandish stat. Like Tyler Glasnow or uh, Danny Jansen is two, two for two on Tyler Glasnow. It's just an outlandish stat out of nowhere. And everyone's going to be like, wait a second. Is like Jano's a wagon in the playoffs. I can't wait for it. I'm excited. <laughs> Gotta get for hot it. at the right time, baby. <laughs> exactly. And we mentioned Tyler Glass now. We're we're a pro Tyler Glass now guy. He's my guy. What yeah. what's it like playing against that guy, man? I I've never really got that. Ex- like we we've never heard that experience from a hitter's perspective playing against Glass. Like what's he like? Well, uh, you know, obviously he throws hard, right? So you got to get ready for the fastball. And yeah. he's got um, you know, he's got two pitches. He's got a, and he's got a change up as well. Doesn't really throw it a whole lot, so. Um, he pretty much got two pitches and, and, um, you know, his curveball is nasty. I mean, yeah, I've seen it. It's filthy. Yeah. I've, I, uh, I don't think I, I don't think I got one. I didn't even get one on two at bats, but, um, you know, you got to see it up cause I think breaks six yeah, feet. It falls so, off the know, table. <laughs> yeah. So you got to see it up, but really just getting ready for the fastball, man. And, and uh, he's going to come after you. He's going to attack you and it's up in the zone, which is, you know, it's they call it the chocolate mousse. It looks so good, but it's bad for you when it's up there. You yeah, know I mean? so, exactly. 
uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, that's, that's really what, that's the game plan going in, at least for me. And I think for other guys too, it's just, it's getting ready for the fastball and, and going from there, you got to see the curveball up and, and, uh, get a good pitch, but he's coming after you. Let's talk about the off field stuff with Toronto, because I like, I'm a big off field guy. Like for instance, when you, whenever the Jays play in Toronto again, I'm going to hit you up and say like, let's go to cactus club. Where, where, where do you guys on the Jays fight? Like, where do you guys eat? Like, where's the team outing going to be happening in Toronto? Where has it happened? What's the, what's the go-to spot for the Toronto Blue Jays? Um, it's, it's really probably, yeah, probably the cactus club go up on the, on the, the top balcony, of, yeah. uh, the balcony one. Yeah. 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 That's a good spot. You know, we we like going there. It's got a great menu and get some drinks and that's, that's really, you know, that's really it. Really. Yeah. And then and honestly, we just gave them free advertising on the show, which is fine. I'm a yeah, cactus club guy. It's whatever. I mean, they, yeah, I, yeah, it's a good place. 20 bucks a drink there. We got to work on that cactus club for <laughs> just not great, not great cactus club, but yeah, man. I mean, and who's a guy on the Jays that is kind of the locker room jester because Trent Thornton, I believe said, it's like, I think he said, it's him. I think Trent Thornton said, it's him and Pannone. And then we've had Nick Kingham on, and he said it's uh, Rowdy Telez. So who is, in your opinion, who's the funniest guy on the team? In my opinion, the funniest guy on the team, uh, it's it's got to be Thornton, man. Everybody uh, everybody loves the guy. I love the guy. Pick on him. He fires it back at you. It's just <laughs> – it's comedy in there. You know, he's a, he's a good dude, excellent pitcher, and he's an outstanding human being, and he's, he's hilarious. So, yeah, I'd say, I'd say Trent. Rowdy's funny too. Rowdy's a good dude, and – and, uh, you know, obviously everybody chirps at each other because we're, we're a close team and all that stuff. So there's always chirps getting fired back. But, yeah, it's, it's, I'm going to give it to Trent. Yeah, Dolis, Dolis is hilarious. Too. I love Rafael Dolis as well. Rafael Dolis, dude, he's, he was nasty in the bullpen this year for, like – Disgusting. He's Worst so... tempo in the league, but he is, he is, a, he is a beauty. He is, <laughs> he is so good. He's talented. He, he's got power sink. He's got nasty splitter. He's got – um, he's got a great slider too, and he mixes up stuff, and and he's he's nasty, he's gross. Yeah, dude, he he's so good. Another guy who's good is Thomas Hatch, by the way. I mean, Jesus, oh, yeah. Christ, man, he's yeah, nasty. Hatcher. Yeah, Hatcher. dude, uh, and I horses. Yeah, you guys like the Jays are just a wagon. I've said it, and I, I the funny story about Hatcher here is I, I know his buddy Donnie Walton. He came on the pod, and I said, "Yo, do you think Hatcher would come on the podcast?" He's like, "Yeah, dude, here's his number." I text Hatcher, no answer. I, I maybe maybe Crickets. it was the wrong number. We'll say that. Maybe maybe, maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe I just I texted know. some random dude in like Oklahoma. Like, what's up, bro? <laughs> you want to come on the pod? To, we're gonna have to get him on, man. We're gonna have to get him on, dude. He's, he's a he, he, and he came out of literally nowhere, though, too. Like, he's just a guy that just I the Jays call him up and he just posts. I think he had like a sub two ERA this year, just idiotic, just yeah, idiotic just, stuff. Just 96, 97. He's got got a sinker too that he, that he that he throws once in a while that just breaks hands and and uh, got a cutter, cutter slider, and, and a filthy changeup. I mean, changeups is pretty much his pitch, so. Yeah, um, he's another he's, guy, man. Another guy with just lightning rod, lightning rod of an arm. Yeah. Oh God, this Jays are just flooded with those guys. Here's a question. This is and shout out every once in a while, my dumb junior college brain comes up with these genius questions. If you could buy stock on one Blue Jays player because he uh, like a he's low right now, like a prospect, whatever, and and he's gonna be a wagon of a player. Who would you buy stock on? And I'll go first. It's my guy, Kevin Smith. The yeah. Kevin Smith is a guy low stock right now because obviously he's not on the show, but he's going to be something serious in the show in the future. Who's your guy that you would buy stock on right now? So it, it can be a guy with a little bit with some time. Like, yeah, you know, a guy a little bit of time too. All right, um, Kevin Smith's stud. I, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go with Santiago Espinal. I think. Oh. Espy, 
Espy is a is a hell of a player, man. He, he's he's uh he's versatile. Playing anywhere you saw him, he, he stepped up in big in big moments too. Yeah, yeah. When he played and all that stuff, he 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 did it, man. He got hits, uh, smooth hands. Um, he can play really anywhere in the infield, and he's just a stud. So Santi, my boy. Yeah, Santi, uh, he is nasty too. Just the, it, it just I feel bad for like an infielder in the Toronto Blue Jays minor league system because you're looking up. And you have Jordan Groshans, Bobachet, Vladdy. Yep. It just—I feel so bad. If you're a, if you're an infielder, it's like maybe I got to switch positions. Like I have no idea how I'm going to make it to the. It sucks. I mean, you—you're just loaded, man. Yeah, it's you know at the end of the day though, it's talking about a player's perspective. There's nothing you can do about it, right? So yeah. You put your head down. You work hard, and that's really. And then you know, baseball happens. You know, with with all different kinds of ways to to get playing time. So. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean, man. It's it's uh it's infield full of studs, that's for sure. And there's another stud that you, I'm assuming, you've done work with. He's a catcher. I call him Thick Jesus. Um, Alejandro <laughs> Alejandro Kirk. What's what's Thick Jesus like? Uh, Kirk is awesome, man. He's a good dude. He uh, he wants to learn. He wants to get you know. He was we, every time we do pitcher catchers meeting, even if I was catching, he wasn't. He'd come in the meeting, bring him in there, and, and yeah, and uh, get get him involved. Like, this is how we do things. Um, obviously rakes and. Uh, He's got great hands. They got him in the position where he's on the one knee, so he's down low. And, and uh, you know, you work with what you got, man, and that's what he does, and he does it well, and he blocks well out of there. And I, I've tried, like, the whole one knee down thing, and it's just it's, it's just not it's not me. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I'd ever really do it. I know there's a guy who's doing it more more and more now, and I'm a traditional guy, and I think, uh, I think with my body and stuff, I think the best way I can do it is the way I do it. But if you, if you can do it and do it well, I mean – it's it's he's nasty at it so Kirk's a stud and he just mashes baby (laughs) he's so good at it it's stupid how good this guy is at hitting like and and I love and the thing that's so crazy about him is is I'll talk we have minor leaguers on here and I'll talk to them I'll say like who's the best hitter you've ever seen or the most electric guy I've ever seen and majority of their answers if I'm talking them off camera is like dude Alejandro Kirk like he'll step up to the plate with this insane like Mexican Spanish walk-up song and he'll just launch a ball in order the walkout's sick. It is I sick. I don't know the name. I got to get it, though, and throw it on the Spotify. It is. Nasty. It's an incredible – his walk-up song, I always get that. It's just incredible. What was yours, by the way, last year? Were you running with the six god, or what were you going? <laughs> no, I, I – uh, shoot, I don't know, man. I switch it up quite a bit. I think um, I had, like, Russ. I had Russ uh, okay. voicemail as one of mine. Um, I think I've had Akon before. Like, <laughs> lock, 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 locked up. Locked up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else, man? I kind of jump around and I, I'm goofy like that. Or if I'm not hitting and stuff, switching it, switch it up, yeah. yeah, switch it up, different genre, whatever. Yeah, I god, I, I and obviously I'm kind of just going back into my childhood here, but the the greatest one for me was Jose Bautista, man. That trophies by Drake when he'd step up and Ooh. the whole crowd would go just insane. That yeah. song, I mean, you can't you can't mimic that though. Like you can't just copy that now and make that yours because that's kind of like his thing in Toronto. Like that was his tune, and everyone knew. And just like uh, Josh Donaldson's was uh, in the air tonight by Phil Collins. It's just mm. it's just, yeah. There's you you could definitely do something here where it's like it gets the crowd going. So oh, we got to work on that. You and I yeah, got to we, we got to brainstorm. I, it's funny because when I'm driving and stuff, I'll play music and, and I'm allowed. I love listening to music loud in the car or whatever. So I'll play it. And I'm like, I, I always think, like, would this be a good walkout? Would this be a good walkout? Yeah. Just, just to kind of get the feel of it. Maybe you change it. Maybe you like it. But the fact that you can, you know, especially when you're a stud and you got the fans and your fan favorite already and you got the crowd going crazy. I mean, that doesn't just fire uh, you up, fires the team up too. You know, yeah. 
get the crowd going, the atmosphere bumping. Yeah, God, man, it's just yeah, just thinking about the Jose Bautista, David Price days for the Blue Jays. What a year that was! What a team that was! But um, yeah, and then I also talk about when you're in the show. What what was your kind of like when you got a moment to look back and say? I'm in the big leagues. Like, what was your big league experience where you kind of came to reality and like, holy shit, this little kid from Appleton, Wisconsin is now playing in the show for Canada's team. When did you get that experience? Um, it had to, it had to be, um, probably, I probably got two things. So, you know, first, first, uh, game at the Rogers center, first home yep. game. But I think before that, after my debut in uh, Kansas City, went to New York. Went to play the Yankees. All right? Holy and, shit! <laughs> yeah, so you're going. Uh, obviously, different atmosphere from the Royals to the, to the Yankees, and you know you're in the Bronx, and uh, I had never been there before. Before that, and obviously you're playing against the New York Yankees, right? So it's that's definitely like a wow. Here we go. Let's do. I'm in the big leagues playing the Yankees. Here we go. So I think my my first uh, my first game I played, I think I got a, I hit a double off Severino. And I was like, all right, you know, got first, first at bat Yankee Stadium, got a double. And, you know, what's hilarious is uh, one of the games we were losing pretty bad. And I came up to the plate and uh, I had my, my glasses on my, on my picture on the scoreboard. And some guy goes, Jansen, you look like a dweeb. Some guy's yelling at me, screaming, I'm like, so New York, man. And I laughed. I was actually in a box and I had to like, I kind of chuckled a little bit. I think Romine was catching. He might have heard it too, but I don't know. It was, it was, uh, that was funny. So, yeah, that's that's stuff I look back on. I'm never gonna forget it. I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah, man. And then, what about the off field stuff though? Like, was it the private jets? Was it the meals? Like, just anything you want from the clubbies? Like, what was it for you? The off field stuff where you're like, man, this is so show. Like, this is the dream. Yeah, it's probably it's probably the first charter charter plane you take. I sat next to Curtis Granderson too. I thought that was the coolest thing. Holy like, first, shit! First first guy I ever sat by and. And, you know, I was uh, not, you no, know, I was quiet, but I would, I would talk to him. And Curtis is one of the best people you ever meet. So legend, anything, uh, you know, he told me like restaurants and stuff and I wish I can remember them, but kind of around the, and we had, a, I don't know, it was from Kansas city, New York. And it was late nights. We got rain delayed and we got in at like 6am at the hotel, but it was yeah. like a, it was a, you know, a couple hour plane ride. And um, we we're, we we're chatting it up, man. And I was, I think that was the part where I was like sitting next to Curtis Branderson, you know, and, and, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, and, and sitting on that, you got so much space. And yeah, that was, that was like, wow, this is the show right here. So um, another moment, man, another cool thing. Yeah. God, man. Curtis Granderson is a legend of the game. He has so just so many memories of him in Detroit. And he, he, he was, uh, he, he's gonna, he's gonna go in the hall for sure. I think, I don't know what his stats were, but I feel like he's a hall of famer. I could be wrong. I might get roasted I, for saying there's, that. There's years and years. He hit like 30 plus, you know, 30 plus home runs. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. I, I think he's a Hall of Famer for sure, man. I love, I yeah. love Curtis Granderson too. He's, he's a Hall of Fame dude for sure. He's yeah. always doing stuff for the community in Chicago and anywhere really. He's always doing charity stuff, and he's a beauty, man. He's awesome. Yeah, and then and then also going into last year, you guys obviously had to play in Buffalo. You weren't allowed to travel from with the COVID situation in Canada. You kind of you guys got denied, which sucked. What was that kind of like? Because you obviously have familiarity playing in Buffalo. You played in the minors. You played in yep. Buffalo. So was that kind of like, were you not as shook as, let's say, a guy that got traded to the Jays and had to play in Buffalo, a place he's never played before? Like like Ryu? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No idea what's going on. Going, yeah. going to Triple A Stadium? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was, it was you know, it, uh, it was tough, right? Like, Rogers Center's, it's our home, man. Playing in Toronto, playing in front of those fans, like, just being – in Canada and playing for Canada's team. And that's, that's what it's all about. But, uh, 
And that was wild because when we were in spring training 2.0, we were there and we were like 99% sure like we were going to play there. Yeah. You know? and, and, uh, and all of a sudden they said no. So we got to find And then we were like, all right, is it Pittsburgh? Is it Baltimore or whatever? You know what I mean? So yeah. and it turned out to be Buffalo. They had like two weeks to prep it or two and a half weeks. And uh, they made it like it was refreshing because I've been there. Half the team probably has played there. Right. And, and we were like, we know what this clubhouse looks like. We know what these, you know, the cages look like. And, uh, <laughs> You know, and um, so the, the fact that, you know, we go in there and the clubhouse is spread out big and the cages are new and like all these, the weight rooms like on the concourse and it's, it was refreshing because we didn't really know what it was going to look like, but you know, so, and they did a great job for two and a half weeks, man. I mean, they did an outstanding job for, for that stadium, but playing there, like you said, I, I've had familiarity there. Uh, a lot of guys did. So it wasn't, you know, I think the, the hardest part was, for like uh, not for us, but visiting teams, going and playing them, getting pumped up, to play Buffalo, New York, playing a Triple A stadium, going there. You got the scoreboard coming if it's a high fastball or a curveball up, it's going to go right into the scoreboard as a catcher. Yeah. You know? so all and, those things uh, added in. Yeah, and what what changes did they make? Because I saw the weight room was like where the concession stands were. The yeah. they made a lot of changes. To that like what what was some of the things they did? Yeah, they did uh, exactly what you said. It was long. It was like a long concourse weight room, um, and then right behind that on the same concourse was two cages and then downstairs um on the bottom concourse uh underground you know was uh was the was the locker room and it used to be the cages and the locker room was became the coach's locker room and then they made like all turf and uh, spread it out and the brand new speakers um and then yeah i mean it was i didn't know where i was when i walked in there i was like i i didn't know exactly you know, i'm like what was here i don't remember like and but it was great it was awesome. yeah and they did a great job with even like the look of the field like I, I, maybe it was just me because yeah. i haven't seen it on like legitimate tv with like hd cameras all that but it looked way better than what it does when you're when you're watching like a buffalo game on a weird television state it looks it looked great i actually uh shout out to them man they did a really good job there yeah i agree i agree and you know i think that you know uh, redoing the infield they did too quick yeah you know? so that had that has its problems a little bit as well with hops and all that once in a while and all but um, another thing they did was the scoreboard. Like I said, it, it, I've experienced it before, but um, it, it's right behind the mound. And they raised it up like it used to be um, it used to be like the scoreboard and stuff, uh, like actually like, you know, the innings and, and all that. It was underneath, like yeah. right out of the If the ball was up or anything was up, it was going to go right into it. So they raised that up and uh, it helped. But there's still, you know, <laughs> like Cervelli. Cervelli was catching back there. Caught a couple like this, like what? <laughs> It's like, I, I, I get it. I've been there. Um, you got to get used to it. But that was something that, you know, I was used to it. But, um, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a big adjustment. And going into the minor leagues, we're a minor league podcast. We've had a ton, a ton of hilarious minor league stories. So let's get your submission now. I mean, what is your funniest minor league story? Let's just say fan interaction, um, stadium you visited, weird town you visited, just anything. Because we've had a ton of funny stories on this podcast of cops. Everything. It's just incredible stories. Oh my God. Funniest story, man. And I'll give you a backup. Well, I'll give you one just while you're thinking here. And I've told this multiple, multiple times. So if you know the story, you can fast forward here, but there was a story of a fan who was out of random game in Beloit, Wisconsin. Do you know, or is that Beloit, Iowa? It might be Beloit, no, Iowa. Wisconsin. Beloit, that's, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. And he, and a fan was at a bachelor party there. And he told the guys in the bullpen, he's like, will you guys follow me on Instagram? If I climb this foul pole and this guy's oh blackout drunk. And he just climbs a foul pole, blackout drunk, gets a snapshot, 
no security, I guess, and just climbs back down like nothing happened. So that's that's like that's some of some of the stories up there and watch the game up there. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's an incredible story. But yeah, like that's kind of the background there because you played in some incredible towns. I mean, Lansing, right? You played in Lansing, right? Yeah, incredible city. We're a pro Lansing lug nut podcast, by the way. They've tweeted at us. We love them. So what I mean, what's the story you have here? Well, I can think of, uh, you know, I guess one of the hotels we stayed at when I was in Bluefield, West Virginia. Okay, you got it. It's <laughs> the All right. You walked out. It was like a Motel 6 looking place. Right. And and uh, you walk out and you look out and you get, it's a beautiful view. It's a beautiful view. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure every night, though, it was just like it was so loud. There was a guy that was always drinking whiskey or something like outside on the balcony right next to our door. I stayed with Baraki. Me and Baraki were living in there. And uh, every night, man, he's out there, he's singing or yelling or something, but it's so, it's so loud. Um, I got some other, I mean, Bluefield was a place, man. That was a, it was a, it was a, what a uh, city, man. I think, I think it's one of the stadiums that's, that's, or one of the teams too, that's getting cut, right? Yeah, so. that's shitty, man. That's, oh God, there's so many minor league teams that are getting cut this year. And there's a couple in the New York Penn League that are actually like kind of nice stadiums too. So it's a tough bounce, man, especially with this COVID shit, man. I love minor league stadiums. I love the promotions they do with like $1 beer night or sorority night at the Lansing games. It's, it's shitty. It's a terrible bounce, man, especially how big of a part minor league, like minor league plays in guys' careers. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, I mean, I guess growing up like me, man, like we we hosted, right? We hosted these players, like they're a part yeah. of the family, pretty much, you know. And and uh, I don't, there's not really hosting going on Bluefield, but you know that was a big part of my childhood. Like 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 Blue Jays were for you, Timberwolves yeah. were for me. Every day I was there. You know, I lived less than a mile away. I was walking there. I was going there for parties, birthday parties, you know. So if if, if I think about it, like if they got rid of that, I'll, you know devastating i thought and if that if that happened to me when i was younger i'd be devastated right yeah especially yeah because i've i've visited i mean uh i've me i mean i've I've visited a pretty good amount of like stadiums and the minors and stuff and you always see those guys there that are like lifers like this is their team like they they wear the jerseys they promote they they're in the auctions everything it's just it sucks It, it really really sucks having minor league gone but let's let's go back into something here this is like a hypothetical question here for you, a guy that you, you, I'm assuming you've caught your whole life, right? Since I was nine, yeah. Since you were nine. Who's the who's a dream guy that you would step behind the plate on and just catch? Like, who's the guy that you would just die to catch for? In all of history? All of history. Baseball history. Wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, probably Nolan Ryan, man. Yes. Just, <laughs> just pills. Pills, yes. and if you hit somebody and somebody wants to fight, you're in it. You're, you're fighting. You're going, right? Yeah, so, man. Um, an absolute legend, dude. That, I mean, that's a great question. I never thought of that before. Like, what a question. Baseball, who would I catch? Who's like Dontrell Willis, too? Get that leg kick going up. D- and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> get the D-Train. D-Train um, also is big league this podcast like six times. Like, D-Train, I, D-Train said he would come on big league, but it's okay, D-Train. We'll give you another year to think about it. It's all good. It's just D train's a legend though, man. And I'm, that was when you were kind of like younger, younger though, when he was just absolutely carving on the mound for the Marlins. I believe he won rookie of the year and the, and a world series in the same year. Yeah, I think so. He's a freak, man. He's a freak. I like, I mean, I'm a righty thrower and stuff. Just imitate that leg kick, right? Yeah. Like, who did it? Playing with a ball in the backyard. Yes. Imitating that. Yes, dude. Exactly. Exactly. Man. Are you a Wisconsin football fan, by the way? 
Uh, I'm not a huge college guy. If I'm going to root for a team, though, yeah, I watch the Badgers. Okay. All right. I'm a Michigan football guy, but it's okay. Obviously, it's a a tough bounce. It's a tough bounce. Tough bounce for both. But also, I don't know if I'm just – if my glasses aren't reading correctly. I saw a picture of you on Instagram. I believe you're wearing a Browns jersey, and then I saw a picture of you on Instagram of you wearing a Steelers jersey. So what's what's going on there? No, no Browns. Okay. Oh, it was Bears. Here it is. Okay, it was Bears. Born in Chicago. I uh, lived there for about two years. Okay. When okay. I was a kid, I went back or I got moved, you know, went to Wisconsin. But my, my mom, dad, and brother, um, my brother, if I was two, he was nine. So, you know, my, we got roots there. All my family lives in Chicago. So we, um, I got the choice. You'd be a Packer fan or a Bears fan. You know, and I felt like I chose wrong for a majority of my life with the, but <laughs> not picking the Packers. <laughs> yeah. you, got, you got crushed and school yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Bears. Um, and then my fiance is a humongous, their family is a humongous Steelers fan. Okay. She's, from, she's from Illinois, she's from Chicago too, which is strange, but they got roots in, in uh, Pittsburgh and all that stuff. So if I had to pick two teams, I mean, Bears are my number one and then the Steelers, you know, 1.5. Okay. Number so, two, I mean, the Steelers two. are a wagon this year. The Bears oh are just terrible. I The, the Bears, Bears are horrible. And 11. Yeah. <laughs> they're whole, and you know what's crazy? The Bears started out so good this year too. So yeah. I would just I would continue to bet against them because I was like, okay, they're gonna start losing soon. Then I bet against them the biggest when they were playing the Bucks and they just beat Tom Brady. Like it's oh, just man. what a weird team, by the way. The Bears are just an insanely weird team. It's it's you got the defense on the whole time. You know, it's, <laughs> they're they're good, but they feel like the defense is always is always on the field, you know? Yeah. And uh, I guess, I guess, you know, uh, Trubisky is getting the ball again. So see what happens. We'll see. Quarterback. Yeah. We'll see. And this is, and we're going to be talking in the future. I'm going to, cause this drops on Thursday. I'm going to say Trubisky struggled because the Packers are nasty. So we'll, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens here. And those are, Hey, it's a man with nothing to lose. Exactly. Exactly. Might be scary. Exactly. For sure, man. And last year, obviously you guys, unbelievable year and i said you guys were going to make the playoffs right off the bat i said it and i actually i don't know if you saw the video but i was popping bottles when you guys made the playoffs i was in my backyard popping champagne i was going bananas just <laughs> i didn't pop- see it but i'm gonna go you bet, you bet your ass I'm i'll send it to you i'll send it to you i was popping right. bottles and i was I, I it was a crazy crazy thing to do but then rob manford comes out of nowhere and says you guys aren't allowed to pop bottles in the dugout obviously some guys some of some of the guys of the show didn't listen to that the reds but what was that kind of like to just make it the playoffs? You guys all a young core first time making the playoffs and you guys can't even like really celebrate by popping bottles and just kind of go crazy with it. What was that like? Yeah. yeah you know, it's uh no, it stinks. Obviously that's the part you want to get sprayed in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole thing. You want to get your eyes want to hurt for yeah. days. But uh, you know, the fact that we did that and um, the young core being together for, for a lot of years and everybody playing with each other and being there, man. I mean, that was, it was an emotional time. Yeah. You, you know, you got guys is emotional because I've played with a lot of people throughout my career in the minor mm-hmm. leagues and coaches too. You know, like Schneider was, I, I've had him as my first manager a couple yeah. of years later, had him again. You got Barucki, you got Romano, you got, um, you know, a lot of uh, you know, rowdy, all, a lot of guys, you know, Kevin Bo, you play with these guys, you won with these guys in the minor leagues and now we're going to playoffs together and, and we clinched and that was, it was a it was an experience of a lifetime, and I'm glad we all got our feet wet in it. But we're hungry for more, man. Yeah. Oh my God. You just saying that just gives me. I'm just. I want to run through a brick wall. That I mean, that's just what gets me going here. But love it. And you mentioned that young core, man. I mean, there's one guy who I said, you, and you obviously, I don't know if you watch hockey, but he's kind of like the Austin Matthews of the Toronto Blue Jays, Bo Bichette. 
what is this guy like? Because this guy, I am not allowing my girlfriend to go in like a 30 kilometer radius of this guy. He is just uncomfortably. <laughs> is it, is good. it the hair? It it's the hair? the hair, the just the swag he has. What is he like yeah. off the field? He's a legend, dude. Uh, he's, he's calm, cool, and collective, man. Bo is, uh, you know, he's got it all. You know, he, he, I think he knows how to act, too, because his dad, right? So he's been around clubhouses yeah. for his whole life, and he gets it, and he's, uh, he's a stud. You know, it's hard when you got stardom at a young age like that, but he's, he's handled it as good as everybody, you know, as anybody. So um, he's a hell of a player. He's a great teammate. He works his ass off. And, uh, you know, he pushes each other. He pushes us on the field with the way he plays and off the field and the way he works. And I'm going to hit with him this offseason, him and his dad and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I'm excited for that, man. But he's just a genuine dude. He's a good teammate and he's a hell of a player. Oh, God. Dude, he is. Uh, it just if you think about that Blue Jays kind of the baby Jays, I guess they call them when they were in the, the minors. That's that yeah. just that old picture of him and Dunedin with like Vladdy. They just look like they're legitimately 12 years old. It's just it's a, it's insane that they're on the show now because I remember when I was a kid, when I was younger, everyone was talking about Boba Shet, Vladdy. They were just talking about those guys. And it's going to be insane, especially when you call up our guy, Jordan Groshans also like what a, what a team this is going to be. And I don't even, and oh God, they're just going to be so they're going to be insane, but they're also talking about Lindor coming to the Jays for a trade or whatever. Imagine if that happens, how disgusting this team will be. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Lindor is, I hear nothing but great things about him too, you know, um, as, as like a teammate and all these things, you know, and obviously you watch him play and he loves the game. He's always yeah. smiling. So he's going to, you know, great teammate. He's an absolute stud. Um, yeah. There's definitely some free agents out there that are, that are studs. And who's a guy that you kind of, let's just say this, you guys kind of have, I guess, twin telepathy when you're catching, he's pitching. You guys are just clicking. Like it's just, it's money. Every time he's on the mound, who's that one guy for you where it's like, I don't even have to throw down a sign. I know exactly what he <laughs> wants to what he wants to throw up right now. Um, I mean, my guy Baruchy for sure. Legend, I mean, disgusting. Like same brand wave. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, one of the newer guys that we got, like Taiwan Walker, was another guy too. Where yeah. just kind of, we we right away we're on the same page, rolling, man. And he's um, he's an absolute horse. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's other guys, too. Those are the guys I think went right away. I know Baraki and I have been together for so many years that it doesn't even matter. Um, we just, I think I'm pretty sure we know exactly what, what we want to do. Um, Baraki's nasty. He's disgusting. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. disgusting. He's, he's so he's not, good. He, he's had he's had a tough tough career, too, with, with you know, with injuries and stuff, man. So that's yeah. another, you know, another emotional dude. He's one of my best friends and the fact that, you know, we made it to the big leagues together and, and, uh, and we made that playoff and all the, all the hardships that he's went through and all the surgeries that we want, you know, we all went through and stuff. And it's like, sometimes it's like, man, you know, do I have to start online schooling? And that's what I <laughs> my thought back, back uh, a couple of years back, you know, cause I was like a fourth surgery. I'm like, Holy crap. It's either so that like, or you become, or you start a podcast, like one or the other, like, and you'll, and like I said, you're an electric guy. Well, I just, maybe we'll start a podcast. We'll call it goggles. And it'll be two goggles. Yes. <laughs> this brain, every once in a while, I'm telling you, man, this brain will just come out, come in hot. Goggles. But and you said Baraki's your best, your one of your best friends. I mean, is he the guy? And I'll, I wanted to ask you this: Is he a guy in that wedding party of yours? He is. He is. Oh, yeah. Who else? Who else from the Jays? You said Panone, I believe, from, right? From the yeah, from the Jays, uh, Tommy Panone, um, Baraki, and Jordan Romano. Okay, Jordan uh, Romano, Canadian, I believe, right? 
Yeah. yeah Canadian. He's, from, uh, he's from Markham. Markham. Yeah. He's from Markham, Ontario. I believe they say that on every Jays telecast 16 times. Just so people remember, he's from Markham. He played for the Ontario Blue Jays, which is based out of Mississauga. So he's he's just just he's a psychopath on the mound, by the way. That guy when he's when he's looking at the signs, and I'm if I'm a hitter, obviously me being kind of a coward in the batter's box, I'd I'm scared shitless of this guy. And yeah. <laughs> when you're yeah, catching, uh... do you see that face and you're like, Jesus, dude? Like, relax. I mean, he's, he's one of my homies. Like, I know what he, I know. <laughs> I know that's what he needs to do to tap into it, right? To be yeah. just a monster on the mound, like you got to yeah. do what you got to do. For you sure, know, he's not like that. But when when he gets on the mound, he is. And uh, so it's not funny, but I mean, it's you look at it like. <laughs> It's it's funny now when I think about it, but no, he's a he's a he's a freak, man. He's a stud. He, he's he's uh, another guy I played with since 2014 when he got when he got drafted. But um, yeah, he always says he he, he stalks his prey. He's saying he's stalking <laughs> his prey in in the uh, in the <laughs> in the bullpen. We're pacing around, flipping yeah. the ball up, and uh, he's electric too, dude. He's he's, he's, he's he is comedy. He is he hey, yeah, and his hair, everything he has going for him. But let's talk about that wedding for a second here. Are you a big person wedding guy, or is it going to be a small person wedding? Like, what's going on here with the wedding? Open bar? Like, what are well, we saying? We we uh, we had it for January, and uh, we we actually pushed it back. So now we're doing it next next year, so twenty twenty two. Okay. So yeah, it's it's actually I um, we just moved to uh, this place in um, Largo. You know, we're in Florida, so okay. um, when we're both uh, Chicago people, and you know, I guess we wanted to be in Florida. You know, she's. Uh, my fiance got her master's in occupational therapy. She's going to start a job up, and and we're, we wanted to start in Florida. No more winners. Holy shit! Be I, here by the train new complex, brand new complex, man. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, we're excited. And the wedding was coming up in a couple months, and obviously, you know, with with COVID, it's just been absolutely crazy. So um, the wedding, the wedding though, I think we're at like 150, maybe. I mean, it was that's okay. Good. Okay. No, and, and this is the thing, just me being selfish here. I mean, you pushing the wedding back kind of gives us that kind of leeway, that open room to kind of get our relationship buzzing. You like, like I said, maybe, maybe you get, maybe you get an invite. Yeah. Maybe, and maybe even just make like a wedding crosher's table. I'll just be there. I'll be quiet. I'll pay for my food, pay for the drinks, whatever you want. I'll bring you a good gift. I need it. Hopefully I can, I'm try. if I could finesse my way into the Jansen wedding, I'd be honored. We'll, we'll just work on that. We'll work on we'll work on finesse. You got a year, you got a year, my friend. I, I got a year, I got a year to work out on and all that kind of stuff. But and yeah, like I said, and I'm I'm gonna offer you this, and I say this to a couple guests that are electric factories. I'm I might have to guarantee you a spot on my wedding party. I think I think you're wow. just guaranteed invited. So just just kind of within the next five when, six years. I don't know. I legitimately <laughs> don't know. Five six years. Just kind of open up the calendar a little bit we'll figure something out you're in my wedding party so just i just that that's what's gonna happen 2026 huh okay just be excited for that thinking maybe all right but let's go on the offseason i mean you're working with uh boba another humble brag one of the best players in baseball just a guy that i would if i if he got injured i'd sacrifice whatever bone whatever whatever muscle he needed i'd give it to boba shed give it to you (laughs) what 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 are you looking forward to working on it with like what specific aspects of like your approach or anything like what are you going to be working yeah, on this offseason yeah. yeah so you know obviously working with uh with him and his dad and you know with hitting and uh this is actually my my second day i just started on friday you know day after thanksgiving and i wanted to get going so um i went to the, i went to the cage this morning and stuff and and uh you know I, i'm starting off slow obviously it's kind of like throwing you take your time you go easy i'm not taking too much and i'm, I'm doing like parts of my routine that i that i did that i kind of that i that i created um 
last off season. And it really helped me, man. Right into spring training. I have a tough year, obviously the, the break killed me. Um, not want to make excuses, you know, obviously I, I'm better than that, but the break, you know, I had so much momentum from spring training. You were buzzing. You were buzzing. So, so all that muscle memory and all those, the routine and stuff that I did every single day. I mean, I'm starting to do that back, you know, get it going. And then, and then obviously working with, uh, with Dante and, and Bo and, uh, you know, they're obviously, uh, big swing path guys, also big approach guys, which you can never, never hurt yourself by getting more, um, approach tips or more things to, to do with, with mentals and, and all that stuff at the plate. So it's really all aspects of it, man. I'm, I'm just really excited to get going. I'm glad that I started hitting already and, and, um, taking slow but but we're rolling man and uh it's gonna be a big year i'm excited for it <laughs> i mean i and just if you're hitting with boba you're hitting with dante who by the way is just yoked out of his mind this guy yeah. is yeah. like i don't even know how old he is but he looks like he could bench 550 like he's yeah, a freak you might, might be able to <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it past him but he's a monster and just he's like awesome. it's, awesome and, and looking at your spring training last year i mean you were just absolutely mashing and then you kind of get the news i believe you guys were in pittsburgh or no, you guys are playing Pittsburgh, and yeah, you get that yeah. news like the season's banged. What was yeah. that kind of what, – what, what were you thinking? Like, man, I'm just starting to buzz here. Like, I'm looking forward to the season, and then you just get banged. You have to go back home. Like, what, what was that kind of – what was running through your head when that happened? It was a shit show, man. I mean, it's like uh, we're, we're, we're not even – I want to say we're like, what, a week or something away from yeah. from uh, Montreal, I think. Or yeah. Or in the exhibition games. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was wild. I mean, obviously it was scary stuff. It's all unknown. It was all brand new. And, and I think the unknown, you know, the fear of the unknown, right? Like we had no idea what was, what was in place for us, what, what was going to happen. So um, me and a couple other guys, uh, be Tommy Pnone, Barucky and um, Romano uh, all stayed in Florida. We all stayed. So we didn't know, you know, and I actually stayed at Rowdy Tellez's house because Rowdy went back home to California uh, with his dad and family. So we, um, he let me and my fiance stay there. And that was, that was beautiful to have to stay in Florida and uh, work out in the garage, his garage <laughs> and then have the fellows <laughs> over working on the garage and, and uh, throwing, staying in shape. Cause we had no idea what was going to happen. Right. So yeah, it was, it was madness, man. Yeah, but, it, was, it was. I don't even know if you guys are going to be playing in Toronto this year either. Like I, th- I think you guys are going to be playing, Raptors playing, playing in Tampa, right? Yeah. So I don't even know, like, you guys might not, and it, this literally pains me to say, it, but you guys might not play in Toronto until like 2022. Like, it, how, take that in. How crazy is that? Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, right here, <laughs> we got a we got a mid appearance. We got a mid appearance in the pod. Lex, say hi. hi. Say hi to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Say hi. I'm looking for AirPods for. Oh, you, you just search the whole house for AirPods. I've been, I've been for that. That's why I don't get AirPods, not because I can't afford them. I I, I, I probably think, lose them. Uh, honestly, I don't know where mine were, so I took hers. I think that we got a brand new dog, and I think dog ate them. Okay, that's that's just an I, I left, that's an expensive that's an expensive treat. It's just a theory. It's just a theory, <laughs> you know. Because I always take the AirPods out and I set them down somewhere. I don't ever put yeah. them back for some reason into the case. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's an expensive treat. That's a very expensive treat. But this is the second the second last thing I wanted to bring up here because we're talking about you working at it, you getting better at it. How much do you kind of pride yourself in how good you are defensively? Because statistic wise, you're one of the best catchers in baseball defensively. Like you, yeah. your throw. You if you steal on Danny Jansen, you're a you're a moron. 
You're getting thrown out. You're donezo. You, just everything you do behind the plate just looks like a shark jumping out of water just so gracefully, like a dolphin, a shark. It looks insane. <laughs> so how much do you take pride in kind of how nasty you are defensively? Because it, it's, it's insane to watch. Uh, I, I take more pride in that, man, than, than anything. You know, it's, it's being a catcher, it's so two-sided. It's so, uh, it's, you know, you're more than just a hitter. You're more than just, you know, it, you got a game plan. Yeah. You got to. You know, I take so much pride in like blocking a ball and wearing it off the neck, you know, or, or anything, <laughs> stuff like that, like weird stuff, you know, or, or, or receiving a ball that's not a strike and, you know, getting that call and, and, uh, you know, just being a wall and all that stuff. You know, I take so much pride. I've worked, I've worked my ass off over the years. I know I, I've, uh, I, I was so raw coming in and I had great teacher. I read Sal Fasano. I had Ken Huckabee, John Schneider, all these yep. guys that, that, and I always tell people, I say, you know, being a catcher, you're a watered down version of whoever you learn from, you know, my dad, even, you know, like all these, and then you make yourself like, that's the best part about it. like, I'm different than everybody because sure. of the people that I learned from and the people I watch. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a craft. And I, you know, once you, once you stop learning, and stop trying to get better, and your game's going to spit you out. So it's always adapting. It's always doing new stuff. But it's uh, it's finding yourself, building off yourself, and, and I pride myself on defense more than anything. For sure. And actually, this is the second last thing I want to bring up because I totally forgot about t- mentioning this. The mustache game. You were in Detroit. Oh, yeah. You're a little bit <laughs> struggling a yeah. bit. You were struggling. And the, yep. they, they show the graphic of you in your first day, B, just a great muzzy. I mean, you look. It's not great. Crisp. Come on. Hey, we're going to, like a chef's kiss, we're going to call it. This is why I'm a Jansen guy. You could just, whatever you have, I'm going to say it looks elite. But you have the muzzy, the chef's kiss muzzy. And then the second at bat, it's like, this guy's shaved in the middle of the game. So let's talk, talk about that for a second. How crazy. I mean, what, what was your thought process on that? That's just the kind of guy I am. You know, I, I'm just one of those guys where I'll do stuff like that just just because I just for that that little bit of hope. You know, <laughs> I did it in, I did it in AAA. Uh, I did it in AAA in 2018 or or 19. Um, I think it was no, it was 18. It was 18 or 17. I don't remember. One of the years I did it though, and um, I did it. I was DHing and I punched out. And I hate punching out more than anything. Punched out. Um, I'm one of the guys too. Where I'll throw my bat in the garbage after a strikeout. Yeah, and I'll, I'll grab it straight out of there and go up to the plate next time. I still have a piece of gum on the on the on the cap. <laughs> but uh, so I, um, yeah, I, I punched out and I was DH so I had time. And I ran inside and I uh, I shaved it. I had a mustache. Sorry, I had a mustache. I did the same thing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna throw a mustache here, DH and whatever. You know, it's just, it looks funny. Punched out, pissed, went and shaved it off. Um, next at bat, I think I went, I went, I got two or three hits after that. And I was, all right, I'm one for one on this mustache thing, you know? So I I did it again. I did it again. And, uh, 19 in Detroit. Right. And I I did the same thing. I think I punched out or something. And I had, uh, I had Schneider. I said, Hey, somebody go, can somebody give me my electric razor? I did it in the dugout too. I shaved (laughs) in the dugout, electric razor, right to it, right to it. And, uh, hell yeah. Sure sure enough. And then it, yeah, like it got viral. It went viral. I think, I don't know. I think I saw a couple other players did it like a couple weeks later or something like that. Like Yasuo Puig might have. I don't know. Yeah, just but, just you you started a trend. Fun. You started yeah. and I was the, and I was the same way, dude. Like if I wasn't hitting, I would just just change everything up. Like I'd put a dollar in my back pocket to buy a hit. I would just do the that's dumbest good. shit ever. Hey, that's good. I would good. do the dumbest shit ever. But, but yeah, that's the last thing I want to bring up here is I mean, you're you're obviously like you said, you're not like a big social media guy. So you don't have Twitter. Is there a reasoning why you don't have Twitter? 
I uh, I had Twitter, you know, yeah. and I thought, you know, I thought eventually, you know, um, I just I, I didn't really want to really want to be on it. You know, I didn't I wanted to remove some social media from my life. And I think um, Twitter, especially, you know, if um, I'm a big positivity guy, you know, and, and all that stuff. And there's a negativity. I mean, I don't, I don't even want a piece of it. Right. And I had a tough yeah. a couple of years, so I'm not soft. But yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I just. If it's going to be some negative stuff, I don't even want it in my life, you know? Exactly. So, and now you have me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, like, I'm your burner. So that's, I'm your burner. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> I know you're going to have my back. I have nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose, legitimately. And I say this to all the guy, all my guys, all the guests. If you get in any legal trouble, I'm taking the fall. <laughs> I'll go to prison. If there's any wow. legal trouble, I got you. I got you. Love, you. you love your boys, huh? You there it is. I, I'm a, and you're a team. You're a team Junta guy. You're officially an official guy. So that's what I do. Like that's what you get for being a member. So I just wanted, just wanted to give you a little bit of the guidelines on that. So this is, and can we say this? Can we say that this is the most electric podcast you ever been on? Maybe in the world, there's most electric baseball podcast ever. Can you say that? It's the, it's the, it is hands down the most electric podcast. I appreciate that. And there you have it, folks. I mean, a guy that, like I said, he's going to be potentially in my wedding party. So guests just prepare for Danny Jansen on the altar with me. (laughs) 2026. He's a massive part of the future. I'm calling it right here. The Toronto Blue Jay World Series champs. Whenever that happens, it's my boy, my guy, a guy going to the trenches with Danny Jansen, man. I appreciate you doing this, brother. I was a blast, dude. Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you.